episode 117 of Outlander Cast is brought to you by Mod Cloth. To get 15% off your purchase of 100 or more, please go to modcloth.com. That's modcloth.com and enter Outlander Cast at checkout. Be sure to hurry up because this offer is going to end September 1st, 2018. All the way from Cranston, Rhode Island, welcome to Outlander Cast. It's a podcast dedicated to the show Outlander on Stars. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and I'm so freaking hot. I'm just hot. I'm hot all the time. <laughs> just sucks. It, you know, it is summer, guys, and if you are in the northern hemisphere, you're feeling it. You're oh, feeling God. it, and we are feeling it here in Rhode Island, which is supposed to be the northeast of America, but it's 95 degrees, hot, humid, oh. and we don't know what to do. But just misery constantly. The great thing is, is that our podcast studio is in the basement of our house. It is nice and cool. I'm actually mm-hmm. wearing a sweatshirt and a little blanket <laughs> and a right blanket. now <laughs> with my iced coffee because I'm a true Rhode Islander. But yeah, it's been it's been a warm one, and you know, I I don't know if you if you're in the Outlander Cast clan gathering, you've been able to see that I've started yet again another Outlander Cast, another Outlander the show rewatch. But Blake, what are you doing to, to stay cool? I am uh, staying in the basement yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and watching movies and films and, uh, and TV recovering, shows. Recovering. Yeah, recovering. Recovering from uh, from surgery. As you guys all know, I did have a little bit of a surgery here uh, on my on my on my gallbladder. Oh, we bit of surgery. We need we need Claire's medical bag. But seriously, this has been a hot one, and it's been fun because um, in addition to having, in addition to rewatching Outlander, I'm rereading Drums of Autumn, mm. and I really love. I just love our country, and <laughs> I love areas of the country that they're describing a lot in Drums of Autumn. Except I've been to North Carolina in the summer. And guys, I cannot live anywhere south than Rhode Island. So anyone who lives in the south, southwest, southeast, I don't care where you live. Bless your heart. Right? (laughs) Amen. Amen to that. Because I would have to live in a nudist colony, I've decided. I've heard heard words this this year describing weather things that I've never heard. Remember we had the cyclone bomb? The bombogenesis. The bombogenesis, whatever it was. Yes. It was in the winter and it was just... Cold, 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 cold. <laughs> yes. More cold than you could ever imagine. It was cold. It was, I felt like I was in the middle of Alaska. And I don't mind. Actually, I'm a cold person. But then I heard recently that this heat thing that we got, it's called the heat dome. Ooh. <laughs> okay. I, heat I, dome. I, I'm down. I'm down with this. So, all right. So, yeah. So, it's it's been it's been incredible okay. uh, trying to keep up with all of this. And, and my our AC must be tired. <laughs> it's used and abused. It's, but it's just you, constantly on. One of the ways that we, of course, um, you know, spend our time together as a lovely married couple is we like to podcast. Sure. And, of course, this Droughtlander is taking forever. It's like Droughtlander is stuck in the dome. Today, the day that we're recording, July 5th, they announced that they wrapped the filming of season four. That's so right. it's just one step closer to Droughtlander being over. Our friends who are heading off to San Diego Comic Con, alas, are not going to be seeing our Outlander stars and, and crew, but we are going to be having an Outlander cast meetup in San Diego. So if you're not yet in touch with our crew, make sure that our street, ste- uh, street team... Street, uh, squad. Gets, street squad. Come on, gets, Mary, get the branding right. I, I'm trying to drink my coffee. I'm so tired. So, so tired. But there are, you know, there's going to be some different meetups. And I'm going to say it here now. going to say it here now. Okay. I'm heading to, bless, guys, send me all the iced coffee. I'm heading to San Antonio, Texas. Oh, my God. You're out of your mind. Mid-August. Out of your mind. Mid-August. Oh. If any of you have some fans... Some tips for me, but if you live in the San Antonio, Texas area, I'm going to be seven minutes from the Alamo. I don't even know. <laughs> Davy Crockett, how do you wear a coonskin hat 
in that kind of heat. Lord, <laughs> bless you, Davy Crockett. But I'm going to be seven minutes from the Alamo, guys, if that gives you any idea of where I am. I don't know. I used to understand our country, but that's where I'm going. And I'm going to be there the 8th through the 12th. Yes. Born on the mountaintop in Tennessee. Tennessee. <laughs> Kid is late in the land of the free. Kid. Where's the killed him a bar? Hello. Yeah. Killed him a bar when he was only three. Davy, Davy Crockett, king of the wild frontier. Okay, all right, all right. Blake had never heard that song, and I somehow like heard it playing, and I was like, how did this story get spread that this child of the mere age of three killed him a bar when he was only three? Okay. Anyway, so I'm going to be in Texas, and I would love to do a mini meetup if any of you, if anybody's out there. And you know what? <laughs> I'll, I'll don a coonskin hat. Uh, I doubt they wore that in the summer. But nonetheless, I'm no. heading over to San Antonio, Texas, the 8th through the 12th. Um, I might have some availability the evening of the 8th. So that's what I'm kind of shooting for. Is, am I going the what's, 8th? What's the date again? Wednesday, August 8th through Sunday, August 12th. I should have availability on Wednesday, August 8th that evening slash afternoon. Go so get some, Go drink some beers. I was going to be wicked hot. Wicked hot. Wicked hot. I need to get a beer. <laughs> <I don't laughs> All right. So, no, so wh- lemonade. Why, why are we here today? So, well, as we have noted, the filming wrapped for season four. And we thought, you know, hey, let's have some fun. And let's celebrate the fact that the filming wrapped. We are that much closer to the end of Droughtlander. Let's have a mailbag episode. That's right. You know, let's just, you know, we've been getting a number of questions. uh, And a lot of people always ask us a lot of different things. And we don't always necessarily feel like it's appropriate to answer on certain podcasts for Outlander the show. But now that we're here, we're celebrating, we're we're here, we're having fun. Let's, Let's talk about us and some questions that all the listeners have kind of given us over the over the time and um you know what screw it let's just have some fun let's do this so are you ready to get into it my darling the mailbag episode it's the mailbag yes. episode agenda free okay so you uh, might hear your name called you never know you, you may be that lucky you may be Coming on up, first person from the Outlander Cast Clan gathering who weighed on in was Sherry Burbage. She asks, what draws you both to Outlander? Why has it cast its magic over you? Magic. Hmm. It's like magic. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. There you go. Well, you know what? Ask Mary, what drew you to Outlander uh, and what magic has cast it over? over you or has cast over you however whatever the english language way you want to ask it (laughs) okay how did it happen well first and foremost what drew me to outlander to begin with was that it was a series one of the things that pains my book love and heart is when you love a book so much and then it's done and you're like okay so what happened to this beloved character (laughs) i mean i have a very vivid imagination but what happens there's still so much left and i love that diana keeps on going and y'all know how big these books are and how they keep on going so that was one of the main things that honestly drew me to the series was not only that it was um a strong female character that it was historical i'm my my heritage is scottish uh it was really exciting for me to kind of get in touch and learn a bit more about uh, that side of my family <laughs> and just understand Scotland a little bit more from the Scottish perspective that you don't always learn in the United States children history literature. Yep. But honestly, it was because there were multiple books and that they were well-written, fun, but that the adventure could keep on going. So that's why it cast its magic spell over me to begin with. And then I heard it was becoming a TV show and I was like, Blake, you want to know what we should do? We should watch this show watch podcast about it. And that's pretty much why I got into it. Um, my wife said, hey, let's watch this show. Uh, and you know what? Uh, you, we should podcast about it mm-hmm. because I think it's going to be a big deal. And I really like it. And I've read all the books and yada, yada. And I was not on board. I, we had just begun our podcast for The Leftovers called The Living Reminders. Shameless plug. Go to livingreminders.com or go to maryandblake.com and listen to all of our shows for The Leftovers, a show on HBO. Um, I was not on board until I found out that Ron Moore was the showrunner for it. Um, I was a huge Ron Moore fan from his days on uh, Star Trek uh, The Next Generation uh, and DS9 and Voyager. He spent a little time on those shows as well. 
And then I was also a big fan of his because of Battlestar Galactica. Uh, now all of you know how much I love Battlestar Galactica. So say we all. Uh, it's just, it's easily one of the top five shows, maybe top six or seven shows ever written, uh, in my opinion. Um, so I, I went into it with those eyes. And the magic was cast on me because, honestly, I just... I really like Tobias Menzies. <laughs> uh, I really like him, uh, and I liked what he did. And I liked. Sorry, you may hear. <laughs> you may hear some children in the background. Hashtag we don't have a babysitter. We don't. So our kids are watching Finding Nemo right now <laughs> as we podcast. Um, I like Tobias Menzies, and I liked what he did as Frank and also Black Jack Randall, uh, especially Black Jack Randall. That whole story. Um, really captured me. And then I think that was my way into Outlander. Uh, once I got that, then I could I could find my way into Jamie. I could find my way into Claire. I could find my way into all the Highlanders. Um, but without that kind of really catchy, I don't want to say catchy, but because that's, that's cheap. But without that kind of um vibrant villain vibrant antagonist i probably would not have been as love as in love with the show as i am so that's how it cast its magic on me my darling allison donley chimes in any new up-and-coming movies or tv shows that you are looking forward to i don't get out much and when i do I generally am seeing a movie with a child. Um, so I don't have a lot of television shows that I'm necessarily looking forward to right now because I, I don't know. I just, it's summertime. So I'm just doing my rewatches right now. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you about the upcoming movies that I've got my eyes set on. Obviously, The Spy Who Dumped Me. I'm pretty dang excited to see that. <laughs> um, I'm excited to go see Christopher Robin with my kids. Oh, yeah. Right? I know. Some some people are pumped. Another movie that I'm really excited to see with my kids is The How to Train Your Dragon, uh, The Hidden World. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a big, guys, once again, I, I go see the movies with my children. Um, and Dumbo. Oh, the one with Tim Burton. Yeah. Tim Burton directs this. You know I love me some Tim Burton. Oh, yes. I know you do. So granted, none of these are R-rated. The only other movie that I want to see soon, it's in the Avon, it's in our little local indie theater, is the uh, Mr. Rogers documentary. I desperately want to see that film. (laughs) Right? right? So not like super cool choices, guys. I'm sorry, but you know me to be a nerd. So (laughs) (laughs) those are my choices that I'm excited to see. Uh, For me... A couple of movies that you know Mary hasn't already mentioned, the the Incredibles two. I really want to see that. Uh, I'm a big Pixar guy. Um, I really want to see Sicario, The Day of the Soldado. If you ever get a chance, watch the first film, Sicario. It's with Josh Brolin, Benicio del Toro, uh, Emily Blunt. Excellent film, excellent film. And this is the um, this is the sequel to that. Of course, Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, and I I really also want to see this movie called Searching. It's about um, a guy who's looking for his missing daughter, but the whole film it has a really cool premise, has a really cool hook. Mm-hmm. It takes place all on a computer screen, so he's he's doing YouTube lives and Facebook lives and chats and stuff. So the whole film is through is through the screen of a computer. That's it. What? And it's it actually looks really cool. So searching is the name of the film. Okay. Uh, there's a whole bunch of other films that I would like to talk about too, but I'm not. I'm not. I won't. I will say that some of the upcoming uh, shows that I'm looking forward to. Um, I I'm a big fan of Billions, that television show. Uh, that's coming back relatively soon, hopefully. Mm-hmm. I really want to watch that show Succession on HBO, and uh, This Is Us, uh, the the third uh, season is coming yes. is coming up. Yes. I'm looking forward to that. Um, what else am I looking forward to? I think that's it. Like like Christmas mm-hmm. movies. Christmas. Oh, Elf. Come on. That that's the only one that. Re- and Die Hard. Elf and Die Hard are big in this house. Big. Die Hard is the greatest Christmas movie ever made. Watch yourself. No, it is. Time. I'm sorry. All right. Moving on. Nora Shanley says, Blake, you promised that you would start reading the books. Have you started? Nora, where have you been? Yes, he has. And you should definitely check it out. Yes, check uh, it she out. She says, Blake's what are the differences? So that's a great, great uh, little segue. Huh. So Blake has been reading. 
Outlander. It's taken him almost a year. Yeah. Over a year. Well, I've got a lot of things going on. You I have got... been to the, the ER a lot. I know. I got things. I got I'll things. I'll you. He's finishing it up probably this month. Yeah. I only got about five or six more chapters. Yeah. Um, so... And you're on bed rest pretty much. So. I know. Um, so I actually just finish, finished The Search. Uh, well, uh, technically, technically it is the search. That's the part, but uh, the chapter title is Dougal's story. Um, and you know, I'll just go with the differences from that. I will say that the difference in the search, in comparison to the television show, mm-hmm. uh, it's monumental. Um, and not that I enjoyed it. Um, that that chapter, I I didn't particularly enjoy it. Uh, specifically because of the search part itself, Dougal's story is 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 pretty good. I I like it, and I, it feels like a culmination of a lot of things that the that the that the book was getting towards. It finally starts to reach ahead in Dougal's story, uh, in terms of the family politics, in terms of the magic and and um, and Galus and, um, and 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 Claire's love of Jamie and Claire having to rescue Jamie and all that ends up with Blackjack Randall, like the whole thing. Now they're on their way to Wentworth. It feels like, okay, I see where we're going now. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas in the show, oh my goodness gracious, what a dumpster fire that episode was. It really was. It was a dumpster fire. And <laughs> to some. Uh, hey. To I you, was, you I, need to you need to take your own ownership of calling things dumpster fires because Ron Moore himself, who you said is the reason that you were like, "Yup, I'll sign on." This is one of his favorite episodes. Yeah, so you need I to, feel like you need to choose your words carefully. I, I feel like okay, fine. I, well, personally, I feel like that might be a little politicking, but that's just my opinion. Okay, um, right. so anyway, uh, I may start. Um, Dragonfly and Amber or Voyager. I may. If, if enough people want me to do it. If you read flipping faster. Uh, if enough people want me to do it, <laughs> I, I may do those. I, I don't know. Uh, but I am enjoying it. Uh, yes, you are. And for those of you who don't know, I am doing Blake's Book Club. You can follow along with me as I do a chapter by chapter analysis uh, of the book. And you can find it on patreon.com. And uh, you'll find the tag there just says Blake's Book Club, and you can be you can read it as long as patreon.com slash outlandercast. Oh yes, and you can you can follow along with me as long as you become a patron of Outlandercast. I think it's for as little as two dollars. It's less than a cup of coffee. So uh, <laughs> a month. So and you can get all the crazy stuff that I talk about. All right. So Samantha Emmerich says I love uh, to know what you guys do when you aren't creating awesome podcasts and how you met. She says I thought I remember Blake saying y'all met in college, but I might be wrong. <laughs> Samantha, we did not meet in college, and thank our stars we did not meet in college had we met in college i would have looked at blake and said wow nope no thank you and i would have ranked on mary with every fiber of my being because she mary was the super involved i was the student speaker of my graduating class and spoke in front of twelve thousand people yeah and i was too busy I was too busy drinking Keystone Lights. And, I was an orientation leader and, and for three summers. Playing Madden. RA throughout the summer and school year. <laughs> I was the president of the History Society. I actually have been in so many URI posters that people like straight up were like, you're the URI girl. <laughs> you're such a dork. <laughs> you're such a dork. Yep. So we no. did not meet in college. Thank goodness. No, luckily we did not meet in college. Uh, how we met? I actually met Mary on Match.com. Yes. And we are a success story from back in the days when meeting online was creepy. It was super creepy. Our friends were like, are you seriously going out with someone you met online? And I was like, listen, I bought my bed online. I found my apartment online. I can find a boyfriend online. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. And, and uh, I did. And she did. And uh, and uh, that was back in the days of 2007. Happily ever after. <laughs> <laughs> Megan McCormick Whitfield says, "Why did you guys decide to start a po- the Outlander podcast? Have you done other podcasts in the past?" Yes, Megan. So we actually started with a parenting podcast called Parentcast, which we haven't really been doing that much because we're trying to figure out how to juggle that. Plus, the podcast about TV. Plus, I'm going to be straight with you. Um, I. It's, it's a difficult time when you're sharing a lot of information about your kids. It's different when they're babies and you're like, oh, you pube, you, you puke. Did you like how I made pube? Like you said poop pube. and poop. You said pube. I said, I made like puke and poop. <laughs> you called our word. kids a pube. Anyway, 
it's you different. Pube. It's different with babies versus kids. I'm starting to get a little weary of like oversharing too much about them now as they become children. So nonetheless, we we have a parent cast podcast. We have uh, several other podcasts about TV shows. Um, we have a podcast that Blake is the producer on, and I'm one of the hosts called Wicked Roadie that just won the best podcast in the state of Rhode Island. We're actually award winning podcasters, Hi-oh. and we're going to be getting our award Bam. later this month. Huge thanks to all of you who helped vote us in. Uh, so yeah, we decided to start the Outlander podcast because I love the series. Um, I was really excited about it, and Blake and I were already podcasting. So I said, "Heck, we'd be watching the show anyway. Let's just put microphones in front of ourselves after the show, and we can talk about it. <laughs> maybe maybe one person will listen in addition to my mom, and my mom doesn't even listen. Right. But you guys do. Well, after you you told the whole world about her story. <laughs> Her question about oh my gosh! About, please don't relive it. Please don't relive it. Prostates. Oh well. <laughs> Heather McManus Gonzalez says, uh, "How asks actually? How long does it actually take to plan, record, <laughs> and produce a podcast episode?" Oh geez, see this is this is my area of expertise. I just show up with my iced coffee. Um, so I I handle all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the talent. Uh, she really. is the talent. <laughs> she, she's the real talent. I'm the mom. Um, who, who I get the kids fed. She actually Blake does it. she keeps these shows going. Every time I go off on a tangent, she looks at me and she twirls her finger up in the air like okay, like all right, let's go, wrap let's, it up. Let's go. You're making me bored. Or wrap I say it, it, or I actually out loud say that, it. And that's when it gets really bad. Um, <laughs> no, no, Mary really is the talent. She's the one who. She's the voice. She's the host. She makes everything run. Uh, I'm just the nerd who puts it all together. Um, so when it comes when it comes down to it, it, it's basically it's this: How long does it take to plan? Well, it depends. It depends on the kind of the, the kind of episode we're putting mm-hmm. out. If we're doing a review of an episode, uh, generally it takes about well, about an hour or two. If we're doing a an in depth study, that probably takes cl- the prep for that probably takes a couple of days, uh, and like legitimately a couple of days. Uh, on on how to on how to parse it all out. If we're doing an episode like this, it's literally just fifteen minutes. Just show up, hear the questions, and go to town. Uh, how how to record? How long to record? It depends on how long our episode is. Um, and so it could be as little as a half hour. It could be. I know we've had some episodes where we've been here for two hours in our studio, going going like crazy. And the the way that Mary and I do it is, it's it's what's called live to tape. So everything that you hear is happening in that moment. I do not go back and put any sounds. I don't edit anything. Uh, the only way that we'll ever stop is if we make a gross mistake <laughs> <laughs> or something gets really screwed up, like if our kids will come in downstairs or whatever, or if, you know our cat jumps on my keyboard or whatever. Other than that, what you hear in our studio, as you're listening to this, this it's happening live time. Our intros, our outros, our advertisements, uh, everything. It all happens live to tape. So we don't really do anything. So because of that, I don't really have a whole lot of production time. I'll treat the sound after the episode. I'll make it sound a little bit more full, a little bit more boomy. What you're listening to right now is treated. My iced coffee? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you're listening to. Um, it's treated. Uh, you know, certain things are added to it, so it sounds almost like you're listening to the radio. If I put this episode out the way that it's being recorded into my computer right now, it would sound a lot less um, full. It would have a lot less volume to it, and you'd be struggling to hear us. So uh, that is how much it goes. So in the end, to, to produce a regular, normal podcast, in the end... Uh, I would probably say you're looking at about maybe three hours worth of time uh, per episode, uh, and that's that's pretty much how it goes. And uh, I actually really enjoy doing it. I I, I really enjoy doing it with my wife uh, because we get we get a chance to do something that's different and fun, and we get a chance to sit across from each other. And for some reason, people like listening to us. I don't know why, but they do. <laughs> And I, that, that's it. That's that's all. I, that's all I do. That's all I like for it. Angel Hickey asks, "What aspects are you most looking forward to about season four, based on what you know, and what are your biggest concerns and worries?" And I'm just going to remind everybody that we have a spoiler-free podcast because Blake, of course, hasn't read the books. Mm-hmm. Well, now he's almost done with Outlander. Um, so I'm going to say, "Da" mm-hmm. and Strawberry Fields, like the Beatles. 
Yes. <laughs> like the Beatles. Okay, cool. There you go. Blink, what are you most looking forward to in season four? Since I can say nothing uh, what I'm, in front of you. What I'm looking forward to is obviously, and this is a little bit of a soft take. I'm looking forward to the new world. And oh, here's our daughter. Say hi. Say hi, Felicity. So we're okay. I'm okay with allowing this right now because this is, you know, hey, whatever. You know, we're having fun. Hold on. <laughs> Do you have to go potty? <laughs> nope, apparently not. We're good. Um, I'm looking forward to the new world and how Jamie and Claire make their lives in the new world, what they do and how they come to be. You know, in Scotland, Jamie was kind of connected with the uh, clans. And then in France, Jamie was connected because of his uncle and then the Bonnie Prince and the whole thing. They were already connected. And then in the third one, he had started the business on his own, but it was based out of a smuggling business with the ships that his uncle or his cousin or whatever, whoever, whoever had the ships, they've always kind of had stuff available to them. Now in the new world, they don't. And I cannot wait to see what happens. And I look forward to actually slowing down. Mm. I want to slow the frack down and not worry about plot so much. Just give me something to latch on to uh, in terms of Jamie and Claire. So I'm looking nice. forward to seeing how that happens. And I, and I, and you know, and I know because it's Outlander, I look forward to seeing how they get themselves involved in some form or fashion in the Revolutionary War. Like, I know it's going to happen. I just know. I, I don't know, no, but I know. And... How the hell is that gonna go down? Like it's it's gonna that's gonna be crazy. So uh, that's what I'm I look. Just, that's what I look. Just gonna most give you an interesting. <laughs> All right, now it's time to take a quick break. Coffee's kicking in, so I wanted to remind you that this episode is brought to you, of course, by Mod Cloth. So Mod Cloth is a fun, friendly spot for style that's as expressive and unique as you. It's their mission to serve and celebrate their community, inspire individual style, and empower women to be the best version of themselves. And that's why their signature line of apparel is offered in a full size range from extra, extra small to 4X. Sunny days, of course, are calling at Mod Cloth, so you can nab everything from travel inspired prints to breezy sundresses no cardigan required especially if you're going to uh, San Antonio Texas like <laughs> I am there's going to be denim 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 and more denim perfect for San Antonio Texas I need to go to Mod Cloth right now Mod Cloth's exclusive collaboration with Wrangler is all about that 70s nostalgia rock a pair of flares or chambray top with fun embroidered details and don't forget that perfect swimsuit one piece or two it's up to you find a variety of styles in a full size range see the thing that I love about ModCloth is is their one on one style service all you have to do is just give over your measurements a couple of your preferences for clothing and stylists do the rest of the job for me that is why it is great because I feel like I don't have time to go to a store I don't have time to even go to the movies nonetheless try on different outfits and bother the girl at the counter who's on her phone doesn't even care about me these people guide you through the process they help you find that personal style especially for the stylist like myself. <laughs> stylist, not stylist. <laughs> and I'm even starting to work on putting together an actual wardrobe that can carry me through my days as a mom and even go on some dates with Blake at some Hi-oh. point. So um, I just wish I had found this out sooner. So remember, 15% off purchase of 100 or more, go to ModCloth, M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H dot com slash OutlanderCast. Hurry up, because by September No, 1st. no, it's ModCloth.com and enter OutlanderCast at checkout. Sorry. That's okay. So be sure to enter OutlanderCast at checkout. And be sure you remember to do that because it ends on September 1st, 2018. You just made me have a lot to say. I did. I did, but that's why you're the host. You're, you're a professional. You're, you're the one that can actually do it, not me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a jabroni. I love you, though. I just wouldn't have loved you as much in college. I'm on Sarah Atkins's Seberlich. How do you, why did I do with that? Seberlich. Shoot. Oh, well. Sorry, Sarah. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> Says, I love listening to you guys podcast together. Just as fun as Outlander itself, I would love a behind the scenes of what it goes into creating a podcast. I know you guys prepare and have notes, but I'm curious about equipment, putting it on a platform, and all the nitty gritty. Well, I won't get too nerdy about this. 
But yes, Mary and I do have notes. We do share them on a Google Doc. And actually, if you go to maryandblake.com, you can see a picture of our entire studio. Uh, that's right there. It's maryandblake.com or go to our Facebook, just Mary and Blake. And essentially what I have here is just, it's a mixer, uh, our computers, uh, a I all the sounds that you hear, like uh, our, our famous one uh, would be... You're a wizard, Harry. Or the latest one... Shame. That all of these sounds, <laughs> or even the, or even this. Yes, even okay. that. So that's our theme, right? All of that happens on an iPad, on a soundboard, on the iPad. So anytime I want to call up a sound, I just hit a button, and then I get this. We have to go back, Kate. You know, or... Okay, enough. Enough with your buttons. <laughs> enough. Sorry. So um, we I, we do all of that, and then we uh, I, I record into a program called Adobe, and I do all of our sound sound treatment there, uh, and it's uh, and then we put it out on our on our website, and uh, then it goes out into the ether. Uh, it, there's more to it, but I I won't go crazy because I'm sure a lot of you are out there. Uh, like, yeah, dude. Okay, I don't care. Just keep talking about Outlander. <laughs> uh, Emma DZ says, favorite books, podcasts, or do you have any recommendations? <laughs> she does have to go potty. That's okay. a potty dance. All right, hold on. Pause. Okay, we're back. That was uh, sorry. That was interesting. Real life. <laughs> that is that is one of the times where we are not live to tape. <laughs> that, no that Facebook is, live. That is a that is a potty break for you. Okay, so MDZ actually has a number of different questions here. I kind of want to hit all of them because they're kind of good. Okay. Uh, do you have favorite books, my darling? Yes. What do you got? My favorite book series is Harry Potter. You're a wizard, Harry. Period. Easily. <laughs> <laughs> but Although honestly, you, did, you did get into, um, what's the other one there? Uh, uh, the one with Katniss. No, no, not you, even you, close. Well, no, no you know it's what? not as close. No, no, but here's the thing. That was the next series that I read after Harry. Like, like yes. you know what I mean? It was like, that's when I kept going like, oh, I like series. Hunger Games. Yeah, there it was go. a Hunger Games series, but that's when I just started to like series. And then I graduated from little kid books and I grew up mm-hmm. and I read Outlander. <laughs> 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 How about you, Blake? Um, it's not that I have a, a favorite books, um, you know, I'm such a guy. I like reading Tom Clancy. I like I liked all of his early books. You know, including like The Hunt for Red October. That doesn't mean guy, but like it's. It, I feel like it's a guy thing, like reading Tom. Like I don't see many women reading Tom Clancy books. Like I would say it's a very guy thing to read, like the Bill Belichick biography. I did do that. It's called The Education of a Coach, I know and it was right. phenomenal. It's on my bedstand. It was on the toilet stand for quite some time. <laughs> yes, it was. It was a great read. It was amazing. Um, Stinky one. I like I like reading a lot of history books. Uh, one of my favorite books that I've ever read was a biography about Alexander the Great. Uh, after you know, we actually my son uh, Reese, his middle name is we we named him after Alexander the Great. Uh, his so his name is Reese Alexander Larson. Uh, podcasts, my darling. Do you have a favorite podcast other than ours? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go there. I'll, I'll do some podcasts. Let me like see what I have up right now. Okay. What do you got? Um. Let's see. I've been listening to Score, the podcast, Mm -hmm. where these people go in and they actually interview uh, composers and they really go more in depth. But the people are like in the music industry because this was a dream of mine. Like, oh, wouldn't it be great if you and I could have a podcast like this? And we don't have enough connections. But like guys with connections created this podcast. Mm -hmm. So I'm a huge fan of that. Um, I listened to this one, which is a little political. It's Congressional Dish. Mm-hmm. But it's this woman who, um, I don't always love her takes on everything, but I find her inspirational as a podcaster. She was just upset with not really knowing what's going on in our government. We focus so much on like the big public figureheads versus actually the Congress people who are making a majority of the decisions that actually <laughs> affect us in our daily lives. Mm-hmm. So she made it a point to really focus on Congress, and she like reads the big that they're talking about and she then digests it and spits it out really quickly or like calls it out when there's no way they have read this 2,000 page bill in three hours so it's fun um 
I like it because it is fully patron supported and she actually was able to quit her job and does this full time because it takes a long time to read things like 2000 page (laughs) documents to understand what's going on. So I just as a podcaster, I like to listen to that. She does. um, She she puts herself out on the line by like saying things the way sometimes that she wants to. And as a podcaster, I love seeing this woman uh, make this her profession. Be fearless. I may not always agree with her stance, but I really think that's it's an interesting way especially in this day and age to ingest content. Um, and then for fun, goodness, for fun, what what do I listen to that's fun right now? <laughs> um, gosh, Blake. Oh, let's see. Oh, you know what? I need to give a shout out. I need to give a shout out to the All Souls Witchy Women. Oh, yeah. Okay. I have not yet read this series. No. But I'm telling you, I, I've listened to a couple of the episodes. I haven't even read the, the books, but this is a podcast that has been, um, is, is new. Um, we've got three members of the Outlander cast staff who, in addition to loving Outlander, they love the All Souls trilogy. So mm-hmm. they started up this podcast, this blog, and this community, All Souls Witchy Women. So definitely check them out. How for about my, you, Blake? For myself, um, I listen to mainly TV and film podcasts. Uh, there are some, there's some great podcasts out there. Um, I, for example, uh, I like listening to the watch and talk by a good friend of my, uh, good friend of mine, Dylan, uh, Dylan Shuck actually I've appeared on that podcast a number of times. It's all about film and, and, and movies and some television shows as well. I enjoyed listening to that. Um, I, I listen, I listen to a guy named Cliff Ravenscraft. It's all about podcasting itself. Mm-hmm. I like listening to podcasts about podcasts. Yep. Um, but if I'm not listening to television to film, like I listen to the three patch podcast, it's about Sherlock. Um, it all started for me with lost. Uh, that's what Mary introduced me to podcasts, uh, with Mugglecast. Uh, and then I found my own kind of niche. Uh, and I found some, some people that I, I enjoyed listening to, uh, for things that I enjoyed and that was lost. And that was the lost podcast with Jay and Jack. I, we actually had a chance to podcast with them, uh, a, about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, and it was it was like a total fangirl moment for me. It was incredible. Uh, so they guided me through Lost when I was watching it in real time, and I had so much fun with that. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, I, I actually listen to a lot of history podcasts, um, and I like doing... Um, like the stuff you missed in history class. Yeah. I really love also uh, Lore, the podcast. Uh, and I, and one of my geek out ones actually that I listened to is, uh, called the history of Rome. Uh, it's a great podcast that goes all the way from the absolute very beginning of the Roman, uh, the, 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 the founding of Rome, like Aeneas arrives in Rome mm-hmm. all the way till the end. And uh, it's one that I can listen to and go back and forth on and, and really appreciate that. Uh, why does Blake hate Connecticut, she wants to know. Oh, because my best friend who introduced me to Outlander lives in Brooklyn, New York, which you get to New York and you're like, yay, we're here. And then Brooklyn's wicked far. Wicked mm-hmm. far. Wicked far. And if it wasn't for Connecticut and Connecticut's 95 oh, traffic, which it always has construction, we would love Connecticut. Because to be honest, Emma, my like favorite place to have daycations right now is is Mystic, Connecticut. Yep. Mystic, Connecticut has this little piece of my heart. I'm down there all the time at the aquarium. I love Connecticut, except when I have to drive to New York. Mm-hmm. And then we don't like Connecticut. I love you, Emma. I know you're in Connecticut, <laughs> the, but it's 95. The, shout out. There's actually a great uh, fish place. Uh, not fish mm. place, but what's Ford's in no way, Connecticut. Uh, yes. They make the lobster bomb. Oh. It's a bread bowl filled with lobster meat topped with lobster bisque. Yes, all your calories for the week. Do- does, it doesn't it. matter. That's what I ate at my birthday. But just Connecticut, I just uh, it's always under construction. It makes every single time we go anywhere south of Rhode Island, it makes it like that much longer to I get know. there. It All right, and if crazy. you could live anywhere in the world without worrying about taxes and money, where would it be and why? Ooh. Living is a little wonky. Like the living thing scares me. How about like... If you could go on a vacation, because living... No, no, living... I, I get one for living. Okay, tell me. I would live in... I would live in Boston. And I know that sounds really cheesy. does. Um, I would live in Boston, and I would live... Uh, maybe, or Yeah, I would live in Boston in a high-rise. Like, I would I would be in the penthouse. That that would be me. Oh, my God. 
That nope. would totally be me. Why are we together? Or maybe I could even li- like I could live like Tom Brady. I could live in Brookline in a massive mansion. I want right to be like in the woods. I want to be in the woods, like <laughs> New Hampshire, where there are no taxes. I want to be somewhere that it's beautiful and snowy, where there actually are horse-drawn carriages in the winter, because that's still one of my dreams. Bucket list. Hint, hint, Blake. Take me on a horse-drawn carriage this winter. Okay, I can do that. But um, I honestly, I want to stay here in Rhode Island, this kind of area, for a little while. While my parents are alive, I'm getting a little little you know tender-hearted but i also have a handicapped sister who lives five minutes away from us um so it's important that i'm near my parents and my sister at this time in life if and when they pass from us um who knows then the world is truly our oyster but while my family's here um this is where i want to be home is where the heart is you see the problem is i don't think i could live outside of my own little bubble of massachusetts and rhode island I don't think I could do it. I don't want to live in a high rise. I don't want to deal with any of that. And I could know, do New Hampshire. I could do New Hampshire. I love you, but like New Yorkers and Boston people, they can just be a little cranky. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Do not compare New York to Boston. You're, you're both cranky people. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. I want Th- some that's people a whole level. who like, hi, do you want to buy some of my five cent cucumbers that I just grew because you're my friendly neighbor? <laughs> Yes, I would. You know where I could live, actually? I don't want people who, like, just because you lose a, f- a baseball game, blow thing, blow cars on fire. I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need that in my life. I, I, if, all right, here, here's, a, here's, a more, here's a more sexy pick for you, okay? If I could live somewhere with no money worries and no tax worries, it'd yep. be Monaco. Oh, nope. Mo- Monaco was gorgeous. It was awesome. Yeah. You have everything at your fingertips in Monaco. I'm all set with that, too. Too far. <laughs> okay, fine. Too far. You know, I'll move to Positano. I'll just eat cannolis I can day. go there, too. There we go. I can go there, too. Marguerite Finzel-Smith says, what is your favorite date night movie or TV show other than Outlander? And she says, love you guys, and thank you for a great podcast. Oh, thank you. Huh. Date night or movie. Mary and I <laughs> love to watch television shows. Um and we love to watch television shows late at night after the kids have gone to bed or whatever. Yeah. And we try to keep them relatively light. Like our last few binges have been The Office, uh, Parks and Rec we did. Um, what else did we do? Uh, oh, we do Mozart in the Jungle. Mm-hmm. I really love that show. It's freaking weird and it's out there. It's totally underrated. I totally recommend it. Uh, Mozart in the Jungle. You want to know something, guys? So back when I was in college, I had a 13-inch TV with a VHS built in. Mm-hmm. So cool. Mm-hmm. And I owned four VHSs, two of which were like home movies. Um, so <laughs> Another one was... My go-to date night movie was uh... E.T., because I think one was Harry Potter and one was E.T. So when I wanted to hang out with a fella... I'd say, you want to come over and watch E.T.? What, why is it that I never watched E.T. with you then? Because I didn't have the VHS player anymore. Yeah, actually, you did. Oh, we watched The Corpse Bride. I moved up. Oh, my God. I moved up and I purchased one more movie. I got screwed out the of Corpse E.T. Bride. I got screwed out of E.T. Maybe that was it. Maybe that was the magic. Maybe that's why we ended up together and I didn't end up with those jabronis because I watched the wrong movie. It probably Freak- wasn't the most like romantic or hookup movie. <laughs> I wondered why it never worked out for me. <laughs> you want to come over and watch E.T.? You're 22. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I was so poor. Oh, I would just buy the like dollar movies from Blockbuster when they had too many. E. Thank God I didn't meet you in college. <laughs> the only other you want to watch E.T.? The only other movie no. I bought, I thought it was Pirates of the Caribbean. It was a pirate porn. It was an accident. <laughs> you accidentally had it at Blockbuster when they were like selling things oh. for a dollar. Oh, my God. I thought it was Pirates of the Caribbean. Nope. It was not. <laughs> it was not. It was not Pirates of the Caribbean. Swabbing the decks was something very different. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, man. Jenny Wells asks, what makes you nervous about Outlander fans? In other words, what's it like to lead a community of strong opinions and feelings? Ooh, this is this is something that I suffer from. Um, because I am one to poke and prod. And nah. uh, and I I tend to make people angry <laughs> with uh, with my hot takes on, on Outlander, and I'm I'm happy to do so. As a matter of fact, I feel like if everyone just got along and everybody was just copacetic and everybody had the same exact mindset that we were all lemmings, um, I think that would be a problem for me. Um, and it's funny because there are people that Outlander is 
is life, dude. And and that's fine. Like Lost was life for not me. Like not like life, but like it inspires you yeah, to that's try what I'm new. Like and that's what exactly. Like Lost brought you podcasting. Brought right. Lost brought you to these different aspects of your life that like you honestly wouldn't have had if it wasn't for Lost. Right. I, so, I wouldn't have you, uh, I think, to be honest. Uh, th- there's a lot of things that half of our wedding was based on Lost. <laughs> um, so it's funny because for I think it's, it's a, a fine line to walk um, because I, I have strong opinions about the show, um, both good and not so good. And I know that everyone is listening to this podcast because they love Outlander. Heck yeah. And that's the point. Like we all want to talk about it. We all want to have fun with it. And we all want to, to bask in the glory of Outlander. But sometimes, sometimes Outlander isn't as good in my opinion, as some people think that it is. And I feel like it's my job to say, yeah, it was good, but these are things that I think we should work on. But I, I know for me, I have to work on that fine line of being a television critic or being a fan, mm-hmm. do you know? Do you know what you know what I mean by the difference? It's it's hard. Yeah, no, I do. It's hard to walk that line um, because I want to give you my honest opinion when it comes to this show. I'm I'm never going to water it down. I don't think it's fair, and I think that you guys, as listeners, are smart enough to hear that, and you're smart enough to know when it's watered down. And I I don't want to have give you a disservice i don't want to waste your time in listening to this show yeah but i also want to celebrate outlander and be happy and say yeah these things are are tough and i think that's what here's a here's a moment of honesty here from me uh i feel like i was very hard on season three uh i i, I wasn't negative 100 percent of the time but I probably could have lightened up a little bit. I would concur. And uh, I, it, that's a lesson that I learned. Um, and it's something that I'm going to do going forward. I'm not going to be as hard on it. And and it's like that. It's like your favorite kid. You're hard on your favorite kid because you know that they're capable of doing a lot. So you're hard on, you're hard on them to push them. Uh, and that's the way that I felt about Outlander. I don't know. How about you, my darling? How do you feel... What makes me nervous about Outlander yeah. fans? Um, I will tell you what makes me nervous is, <laughs> is when people don't understand that our Outlander cast clan is spoiler free <laughs> and that a book club is not spoiler free. You can go in there and talk all that you want about Drums of Autumn. Um, mm-hmm. But that makes me nervous. Uh, what makes me nervous is uh, managing that group is a little tough sometimes. It's and, a bear. You know, because when new people come in, whether it's a new season and we get a big influx of people, just making sure that people do understand the rules that we are a worldwide community. You know, so we do have these rules that like we don't talk about the show until the majority of the world has been able to see it. Mm-hmm. Um just little things like that about managing a group of individuals who are so excited to chat about right. it. So that's really it. I love it, but that's what makes me it's nervous. hard. It's also hard keeping everybody nice. Um, because you know, th- for the most part, everybody's great in the clan. Yeah. Everybody is great, but there are a few keyboard warriors out there that all they want to do is just, just call is be people trolls. names. They just want to call people names, and, and I and I hate that, and that's why I don't put up with it at all. We so just give them a boot. Any any trolls, out, any keyboard warriors want to be out there? Fine. But you're going to get the boot real quick. <laughs> real effing quick. Our friend <laughs> Meredith Bastillo says that she's expecting a little lad. Congratulations. And she wants to know how we decided and agreed on names when we were expecting. She said she's struggling with boy names. Oh. So, Meredith, we um, had a good amount of names for Reese. And mm-hmm. we actually were looking at like actors' names and credits. So, on television shows and in movies, mm. we would just like stare at the credits like the opening credits or the end credits just to see different names because you know you look through the baby books you look through the websites and it's the same flipping names all the time over and over and all over. the time right so Grayson we, and Dason and all the sins all of them <laughs> and with Reese it was actually we we had been watching the Tudors recently mm-hmm. and Jonathan Reese Myers um is you know he plays, plays the king the king in the Tudors and then uh isn't the Americans guy isn't his name. Yes, his name is Matthew Reese. Yeah, so it just it popped up. There was like this little overlay where we were seeing Reese twice, and we really liked the name Reese. So Reese was in the running with a few other names that Jack. we liked from um, from yeah from TV shows and different little things. And it wasn't until we had our baby Reese, and 
we actually named him Baby, like his wristband said Baby Larson, uh, <laughs> because we did, we were like, we, we need to spend a little time with this child. And we just kept like calling him different names for the second day of his life. We were like, what does he look like to you? Does he look like this? Is he going to respond to this? Whereas with Felicity, I knew at six weeks I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. I knew it was a girl. And I was very, very sick. And so I had a lot of mixed um emotional issues about the pregnancy, physical issues. So we named her Felicity, which meant happiness. And so her name was easy from the start. Well, it didn't hurt that we were also binge-watching Felicity. Exactly. We're TV nerds. <laughs> so our suggestion, Meredith, is watch a lot of TV. Yes, and eventually something will come up. <laughs> Some, something will happen for Maybe you. Maybe his, his names will be James, Jamie. <laughs> Victoria Fox says, when you started the Outlander Cast podcast and Facebook page, what did you think would happen? Did you think you would have this many members go live and have events such as the brunch and finale party last year? Oh, geez. Absolutely not no on any of them. No um, even the live thing, like because at the time, lives weren't a thing. Like You could do a live podcast that was audio only and you had to go to a specific link mm-hmm. with through a third party and like it was a whole thing. None of that had been introduced until Periscope, which was what? That was uh, 2016, I think. I don't even know. Uh, so Facebook Live, the iteration that you see now, is it, is a fairly recent thing, uh, mm-hmm. only within the past year and a half, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Live, no. I never thought that would have thought that. Would I have ever thought that we were going to have 16,000 people in the Outlander Cast clan gathering? Not a freaking chance. I was going to be happy with a couple hundred, you know, like I was going to be fine with that. And all of a sudden in the third season, much to uh, our hard work and uh, the the rest of the staff's hard work um, and all the great content, honestly, uh, that we're putting out between the blog and the podcast and and being at events, um, even the blog itself, like it just kind of came out of nowhere. It was just a way to help expand our relationship with the listeners and it just it all just started to feed off of itself and then all of a sudden third season it all congealed and we had you know we're getting 16 17,000 people listening to us at a time you know and Maybe more. I mean, know. yeah, I really, we did. We started it because we were lonely, stuck with a colicky baby at home, yep. thinking maybe someone in this great wide world likes this show like we do, and maybe they'll listen, and maybe they'll write us an email, and right. we'll be friends. We'll be like pen pal friends yeah. over the internet. So yeah, we had no idea. And then, no uh, idea. But my jam, my jam was totally the finale party. I remember back when I was listening to the Lost podcast, as you heard about it earlier, during the finale in 2010, Jay and Jack had a finale party, mm-hmm. and everybody went to where they were from, Raleigh, North Carolina, and they rented out a hotel and they watched the finale together. Right? Yes. How freaking awesome is that? And I always, and I wanted to go. I wanted to go so bad. And obviously, my wife and I were big fans, and I couldn't go because of work for some reason or whatever it was. And I was like, man, I wish I could do that. And then all of a sudden. You know, we were we were talking with some of our staff, uh, especially Bobby, who helps us plan a lot of this stuff. And we were just like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just do it. And we pl- we planned it absolute last minute. Uh, I think we had about two or three weeks to plan the whole thing. Uh, everybody showed up. We were in Providence, our hometown. We all watched it together. And I, it, it was great because yes, I got a chance to you know see see the finale on a big screen and do the whole thing. But it was amazing for me because. I finally got a chance to meet a lot of people and just talk with them and hang out. I, I felt like we were all rock stars that day. It was awesome. It, that finale it was party awesome. was, was so cool. That's That was my jam. I love it. Uh, last one is Bella Lee. She asks me what has been the biggest surprises for me in the adaptation of characters and stories from books to show over the three seasons, good or bad, specific incidences, or general developments. Well, Bella Lee, I'm just going to kind of stick to season three right now just because it's a lot of things to throw in. <laughs> and there were a lot of things that kind of stood out to me in this most recent season. Um, th- uh, one thing that like I didn't love... Um, was Sandy Candy at the at the funeral? I don't oh know. yeah, like just just 
I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. But one thing I did love was uh, the Geneva sex scene. I liked how they handled that differently because that was not handled the way I uh, liked in the book. Um, I loved Claire's time travel outfit, <laughs> the Batman thing, and just kind of seeing how that went. Um, I loved being able to have so much time with Jamie in season three and, and really understanding you know, the, the battle and understanding um, his time spent away from his family and seeing him become the shell of a man. Um, gosh, like, you, you know another thing? <laughs> I'm trying to think over Another thing that I didn't like was how Claire had to save the guy that came to try to like. Oh God! The freaking intruding guy. Nope, did not not a fan. I hated that. Not a fan. <laughs> um, and uh, I just I really loved seeing the the characters, the younger characters, and their relationships. Like you know, Fergus and Ian and Marcelie. Like I just I had a lot of fun with them. I mm. had a lot of fun with the extended family in the season. So in regards, yes, baby. Okay, well, that means we're going to wrap up in just a little bit. So it's a good thing I just kept it to season three. But really, I loved the new characters. I loved seeing the the new sets. I think that the score continued to be a lot of fun. Um, Saying goodbye to other characters was difficult. I I could have a whole podcast episode on on this uh, for other three seasons, but... Obviously, mom mom duties are calling, so I'm going to have to be feeding the baby soon. Blake, how about you? What were so um, she asked me? What the biggest surprises were for me um, in the presentation of characters or stories over the three seasons? Mm-hmm. I would say the biggest surprise for me, number one, was having Blackjack Randall um, be so engaged with Jamie as opposed to Claire. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really cool twist. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. Yeah. Um, I liked how there was a role reversal there at the end of season one with Claire having to come save Jamie and take mm-hmm. care of Jamie and and Jamie willingly giving himself up to Blackjack Randall so he could save Claire. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was really, truly excellent. Uh, a big surprise for me. Another big surprise for me from season one also was if you remember... Uh, <sighs> There, I had a big, I had a big uh, theory about when when Claire went left Jamie at the end of uh, season one, and she went to go back to the stones, and we thought that she was going to go touch the stones, go back to Frank. I had that big theory that she did go through the stones, and she lived her whole life with Frank, and then she touched the stones to go back to Jamie, mm-hmm. but she came back at that very exact moment. Yep. I I was surprised that did not happen. Although I'm kind of happy that it didn't. And I was really, truly, genuinely surprised by the creativity and how beautiful that final scene was between uh, Blackjack and Jamie. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know I've talked a lot about Tobias Menzies and Blackjack in this podcast uh, episode, but it's true. I was Who, bl- you? I know. I was blown away by how they handled that. Uh, The whole thing. Um, Yeah. That is a truly memorable moment for me. <laughs> so our daughter is screaming. On that note, it's time to uh, it's time to close this bad boy out. Are you ready, my darling? Yes. <laughs> so are our children. All right, let's do it. Summer's here and Droughtlander's here, so that might mean you have a little bit of time on your hands. Mm. And you know what I want you to do is take those hands and your smart device, go to iTunes or Stitcher or whatever podcast app you're listening through right now, and leave us a written review. Yes, the stars are nice, they're fun, but leaving us a written review really goes such a long way. So I want to give a huge shout out to Elka John, who just wrote, very good podcast. Oh. Love listening to Mary and Blake. So thank you so much. Honestly, any review helps. We have 432 of them. There's a lot more of you listening. And I want you to take Thousands those fingers. More. <laughs> <laughs> I want to read more. They make me so happy. We, of course, want to give a huge shout out to the Outlander cast staff who is still. This train keeps on going all Droughtlander long. We are getting new blog posts out every single week. Mm-hmm. Every single week. The newest one up right now, our associate editor, Janet Reynolds, wrote. And it's about the Emmys. So definitely take a read to check that one out the Emmy nods that are gonna gonna be coming on up and I want to also thank our patrons our patrons really make this podcast continue to go and I know Droughtlander's tough and I know that there's not a lot of content coming out all the time but know that every single dollar that you donate 
goes to making the website, the clan, everything possible and really gears us up for success in the fall. So a huge shout out to Peg, Ann and Bobby, Liz, Meredith, Tina, Carolyn, Sharon, Tracy, Lisa, Sue, Keelan, Dana, Mary, Michelle, Jennifer, Heather and Marilyn and so many more. But those level, of course, and above, they get to have uh, their name shouted out. But there's so many more. Honestly, guys, you all just warm my heart so much. And if you're thinking about becoming a patron, as Blake said, for as little as $2 a month, go to patreon.com slash outlandercast. It's less than you spend on a cup of coffee, but it means so much to us and it keeps Outlandercast going. It gets going. us babysitters. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, Another yes. thing that you can do for us too is actually go to maryandblake.com and check out all of our podcasts that we have, whether it's for This Is Us or Outlander or The Leftovers or Gilmore Girls. Or, all of our podcasts are all there and I really want you to pay special attention to our show, This Is Us 2. It is a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. And the third season is coming back up in September. Mary and I are catching up with all of the latest episodes. Oh, I hope we'll be done with season two by the time season three hits. We will. We I will. Really it's hope our so. goal. Uh, it, it should be very close. We're going we're gonna to be cutting it very close. Anyway, so please uh, go and check that out. This Is Us 2 uh, at maryandblake.com. It's Droughtlander. You got nothing else better to do. You know, so just listen to Mary and I. They have a lot of better things to do. Like some <laughs> friends and family and reread Outlander. Drink some beers. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in. My name's Mary. And I'm Blake. And this is Outlander. Not- Wait. <laughs> I was about to say this is us too. But no, this it's is not. not. You've been listening to Outlander Cast. This is what happens when you do too many podcasts at once. <sighs> no, I just need to drink my coffee. <laughs> All right, let's go rescue our kids. <laughs> <laughs>